Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Brukham Aboyim. Harshas, Bayira. So we want to welcome everyone who joined us here this evening and those who are uh, watching on Zoom or the Torah Anytime live stream. So we want to um, announce a few new venues actually. Tonight for the first time, the Shir is going to be on podcast. So that's a new opportunity and probably be on some I something or other. And uh, so catch it uh, wherever you could find it. And um, the sh- tonight's year is sponsored by our good friend Rev Eliezer Jacobus in honor of the wedding of his daughter tonight, Sipora Tiyoel, the Shidduch Zal Oila Yofazain, should be Roshem Tavares, for Simcha Sanachas Adbias Gal Tzedek. And the Yeshua Mansefer Bracious are sponsored by Dori Burkel, for Shalema Aritzi Ben Liba Slava, and Yusfa Tzvi Ben Mecha. Okay, Parshas Vayera. So, the famous story of Light's wife. She turned, she turned around. She turned to a pillar of salt. Yeah, we know what happened to her. She turned around. You could go to uh, Yam HaMelech today, and supposedly they've figured out how to market a way to... Uh, charge people money to look at the pile of salt, which is obviously the wife of Lloyd. Now, a very unusual expression. And she looked, it should say, let's say you were translating English, she looked behind her. She turned behind her, yeah? It doesn't say that. I never realized this in my life. She turned behind him. Why does it say she looked behind him? Of what relevance she looked behind her? She should say she turned around. Rashi even says, Me'acharov, Me'acharov Shaloit. She looked behind Loit. <coughs> Why? She looked behind Loit? She said she turned, she looked behind herself. It should say, She looked behind her. Why behind him? That is the, uh, the question of the Nachas Yaakov, the uh, Rav Yaakov Loberbaum, the author of the Nesivas Hamishpat. And he asked even stronger, since when or why was she commanded not to look behind him? The Malach said, don't look at what, the destruction of Sudan. It's irrelevant behind him, behind her. It has nothing to do with behind any particular guy. It's don't look behind, don't look, turn around. Don't, don't look at what happened. Fine. Another interesting question. Why exactly was Lloyd told not to turn around? Ah, because she's not on the level to see the destruction. Not on the level. So what, um, before somebody watches the U.S. military go in and knock off Osama bin Laden, you have to be on a certain madriga to watch that. If you're not on the madriga, turn it off, you know? Well, since, look, look at Rashi. Rashi says, like what Ira says, They were taking them outside. Watch out. Don't turn around. Don't look in the whole kikar. Escape to the mountain lest you be destroyed. Says Rashi, Why was Light told not to look around? Because you're a Russia also and you're only being saved in the merit of Abraham. So you're not Zoiche, you're not on the Madriga, like Ira said, to look at their destruction because really you should have been destroyed just like them, yeah? So the Nachas Yaakov asks, since when do you need to be on Madriga to see someone else's destruction? The whole world is, you know, watching uh, what's going on 
on uh, Sadaim. I mean, even if it would have been election night, everybody would have been watching what happened in Sadaim. Everybody would have ignored the elections, which they should have anyway, because nobody has any idea what's going to happen. But here it is. Every, uh, the whole world is watching what happened to Sadaim, but Lloyd's not allowed to. Why, why is Lloyd any worse than anybody else? Now, this is a question also I never thought of before. Who was told, don't look? If I would ask you, stop you on the street corner. You know, conducted like a faulty poll, like all of, right? 90% of people would say what? Who was told not to turn around? What would you have said? Oh, you knew that? I didn't know that. I didn't remember that. I would have said, uh, everyone, nobody's allowed to turn around. It's, it's very straight out that only light was told, don't turn around. When he was taking them out, he said, You don't turn around. I'll tell you, you escape. Don't turn around. You don't turn around. He never said, the Malach never said to the wife, Don't turn around. The Malach never said to the daughters, Don't turn around. So she was never commanded. So we have a, a few questions over here. Number one, why does it say she turned behind him? Number two, she was never told not to look. Only Lloyd was told not to look. Number three, why, in fact, was she not told not to look? Why were his daughters not told not to look? Why only Lloyd was told not to look? Why was she told not to look behind him? Okay. If you want to hear a good shalshelas, you're all cordially invited to come to Shabbos. My son's going to be laning Parshas Vayera. It's his Bar Mitzvah Parsha. So we have in the, the first Shalshelis in the Torah. Vayis A very dramatic trap. And to top it off, it's a Mappa case. So just when you thought you're, you know, you're run out of gas, don't make sure you get in that, that you know, that extra, hey. Vayis Mama he delayed. I don't understand. Basically, God dropped an atom bomb on Sedan. The whole, the whole city's going up in the smoke. Now's not the time to dilly-dally, you know? Now's the time to skedaddle, get out of here. What's he delaying? Saran, she says he was chas al mamoinai. Now look, Lloyd loved money, but he wasn't a meshugana. You know? He might have been uh, lustful. He might have had desire, but nobody ever said he was crazy. So what's he hanging out in the city? Get out of there already. I mean, why is he delaying? What's the delay? How could he delay? That's the question of the Panam Yafais, the Hafla. I'll tell you the truth. Um, I, I, maybe I alluded to that I, I do want to try to come up with some kind of Chibur on one day on David HaMelech. So I figured Pashas Vayera, now's the time. But... I got a call on Tuesday from the Shvile Pinchas. And no, he said, how are you doing? What's going on? And he told me, did you, you know, I, I know you. He said, you don't look at the parasha sheets. You only look at the svarim from the year before. That's my thing. Okay. He said, but this week I have a great, uh, great Vartoira. And he proceeded to tell me to Vardlach. I said, where is that? He said, it's in the Nachlas Yaakov and the Panam Yafais. I said, great. Maybe have a share now. Okay, so I didn't look at the sheet just in case, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, say, and then he already said it, but uh, the, the Shvila Pincha started me off on these two Marmakoymois, the Nachas Yaakov and the Panam Yafais, 
and uh, we're going to uh, bring it al pi darkeno. And that is as follows. First of all, what is light hanging around? Why is he dilly-dallying? Doesn't he know that when the bomb hits, it's time to get out of here? B'chal, Marv Rabbi there are about 55 psukim in Parshas Vayera that makes the life of any bar mitzvah kid very difficult. If I were recording the story, I think I could have done a very concise job. You know what I could have said? There's a guy named Lloyd. He went to the city of Sidaim. He liked the city of Sidaim. City of Sidaim, they're bad guys over there. They wanted to molest his guests. And, uh, but the Rebbe Hashem wanted to save Lloyd, so he sent two angels. And the angels plucked Lloyd out of the wicked city of Sidaim. And uh, they ran off to the mountain. And he lived with his daughters. And Amen Amayev happily ever after. How many psukim is that going to take you? So you could say, Lloyd went to Sudaim. They wanted to kill him. God wanted to destroy the city. Hashem sent uh, Malachim to rescue him. And they yanked him out and uh, call it a day. And yet the Torah goes into very great detail regarding every prad uprad of what happened to Lloyd. Lloyd was sitting in Sudaim. He became a Dayan. And he had guests. And it was Pesach. And he served them matzah. And he said, wash your feet, um, first come inside, and then wash your feet. And the people surrounded his uh, residence from small to big, and then they turned blind, Hashem punished them. And the Malachim had a whole conversation with Lloyd, who do you have, son-in-law, sons, daughters? And Lloyd said, wait a second, and he delayed, and he hemmed. What all the detail, why do I need all these pratim? There's so many miracles in the Torah that get no real estate at all, as we know. Um, Avraham Avinu, he jumps into Orkazdam. And he has a whole debate with Nimrod. Nimrod says, yeah, there, there are ma- I don't believe in God, there are many gods. And Avraham says, there's only one God. And they have a whole conversation. And Nimrod uh, takes Avraham and he throws him in the fire. And Avraham is saved by the fire. And Haran is standing there. And Haran says, if Avraham is saved, I'll, I'll be on his side. If Avraham dies, I'll be on Nimrod's side. And the, here we have this whole... Uh, episode, and what happens? How much territory does this, is this occupied in the Torah? Nothing. Nothing at all. This story does not occupy any space in the Torah. It's not even, it doesn't have a pasuk. It's two words, or kazdem. So here, Avravino, the father of our people, is thrown into the fire, and the Torah doesn't discuss it at all. And Light, who... I don't know who this Lloyd guy is, but he's Vayisa Mikedem, he wants to leave God. We have 55 psukim dedicated to every single thing that happened to him. Somehow this person who wanted to abandon God is Zoycha, to have two Malachim come and rescue him and save him. And moreover, his daughters feel that there's no way to continue the world. So what do they do? They get him drunk and they live with him. And Amun and Mayav are born. So the question is, where in the world they find wine in a cave? What kind of cave is this? So the Medrash says in the Yaakov Shemaini, that where did they get wine from? Me'in, number 10, Me'in dugmas ha'olam haba nasalahem. Similar to the uh, a par- uh, a parallel or comparable to the world to come happened to them. Comparable to Olam Haba happened to them. What does that mean comparable to Olam Haba happened to them? That means somehow miraculously the amount of wine that there exists in Olam Haba happened to come to uh, Lloyd and his daughters. 
Wow, isn't that strange? Why would God facilitate this great miracle that what should happen to Lloyd should be something similar to Eilam Haba? So, Rabbi Isai, just to summarize where we're holding over here, so um, to make sure every, everything is clear, let's set the questions down very uh, straightforward. Number one, it says Lloyd's wife turned around behind him. Why would Me'acharov, Rash even points out, behind light? Of what significance is it that she turned around behind the light? It's just like she turned around behind her. Number two, why would she be warned not to t- turn around behind light? She should have been warned not to turn around behind her. Why was Light not allowed to look about what was going to happen to the city of Sodom if everybody else was able to look? Number four, why wasn't she warned? As we mentioned, only Light was warned not to turn around. She was never warned. Her daughters were never warned. Why did Light delay? How did he have the audacity? What emboldened him to delay? Why do we need to give all of the details of the story in such great minutia? And Rabbi say, as you could imagine, the... Uh, Approach to answer this question is, uh, we already gave some of the clue, and that is, it may lay in the trap on the word Vayismama. As we said, the trap is, the cantillation is, Vayismama. Shalshalas. How many times does Shalshalas appear in the Torah? Four times. Once, over here, once when Eliezer was looking for Shidduch for Yitzchak, Right? With three, with a shalshalas. Then you have a yishchat. And parsha shmini by the miluim. And then you have vayimain by Yosef HaTzadik. Do these four instances share anything in common? And the answer is absolutely. They share something very important in common. And that is you may think there are events in life they seem innocuous, they seem innocent, they seem un- trivial and unimportant. Okay, will the person pass the challenge? Will the person not pass the challenge? But in reality, there's an entire dynasty, there's an entire shalsheles, there's an entire chain of lineage which is completely dependent on, about, on what's about to happen. Let's go to Eliezer. I think Eliezer is looking for a shidduch. He finds a shidduch. He doesn't find a shidduch. Okay, some people will, some people won't. You know, what's the big deal? But the truth is the entire dynasty, the entire lineage of the Jewish people is dependent on Eliezer finding a shidduch for Rivka. So the Pasuk says, Shalshalas. The whole Shalshalas of Klaiso is dependent on this procedure, on this uh, endeavor of Eliezer. So too with Yosef. He lives with Eishas Botifara, he overcomes in his son, is it a big deal? Nobody will know. The answer is, it is a big deal. Because this is Yosef HaTzadik, who's the next Av of Kal Yisrael. He's the one who's going to forge Kal Yisrael into a people so that they can leave Mitzrayim. From him will come Yoshua ben Nun. From him will come Mashiach ben Yosef. You might think that this is not an important event. No! Shal the whole lineage of Malchus Yosef is coming from this event. So here you have this Kohen in the, in the Mishkan. He's shechting, he's shechting, he's shechting. Is it a big deal? Is it not a big deal? It's a very big deal. This is the inauguration of the Mishkan. This is the inauguration of the institution of Kahuna. The whole Shalsheles of Kahuna is dependent on this act of the Kohen. I once heard this from Rav Pam, but I, I found it now in the Sefer. Kuntras Petume Mili. 
Now, and what about when it comes to Vayimain? When it comes to Vayimain, you would think, okay, maybe Lloyd will be foolish and he'll stick it out in Sodom and he'll be consumed by the nuclear atom bomb or he'll make it out. He will come, he won't, he won't come. Is it really a big deal? It's a big deal. Because as we know, that if Lloyd doesn't make it out of Sodom, then the whole Shalshelas of Malchus based of it will be lost forever. As we know, who came from Lloyd, his daughters, and from uh, the oldest daughter came Moyav, Rus, David HaMelech, and Malchus based David. So the whole Shalshelas of Malchus based David was, was dependent on the Malachim yanking light out of the city of Sodom. He delayed, but realized that what's hanging on this, what's hinging on this is the whole Shalshelas Malchus based David. Yeah? In fact, in the Sefer Fage Chein, he says that's why Lloyd delayed. You know why he delayed? Because he saw with great chachma the shalshelas of Malchus based David that was going to come from him. The same way Rashi says that what shtus did Kairach see to argue on Moshe Rabbeinu, he saw the whole shalshelas of Shmuel Hanavi going to come out of him. So Lloyd saw the whole shalshelas of Malchus based David is going to come out of him, so that's what emboldened him to stick it out. Okay, I'll save a few pennies. Anyway, I'm never going down because uh, otherwise David Amalek can't come from me. So that's what emboldened Lloyd to be Vayismama. In fact, Rabbi Isai, in fact, in the Sefer Brisi Shalom, he brings that why did Lloyd delay and why is there a Shalshelas on the words Vayismama? He brings one pshad, he delayed because he was boiteach in the merit of Avraham Avinu, Avraham's lineage, as we mentioned last week, Avraham himself was a melech, right? he was proclaimed, Emek uh, HaMelech, he was proclaimed the king. Or he was soimech on the shalshelas of David HaMelech, and he even says that the words Vayismama is like a notrikon, tia malchus David. You could unscramble the letters, Vayismama, Tihiyah, and Malchus David. Okay, be it as it may, so now we're getting a little glimpse that Light had an awareness of who's going to come out from him. Take a look at number 12. The Pasuk says, Uchmoi hashachar Allah. And as the sun was coming up, they pressured Lloyd, saying, Come, take your wife, and your two daughters, that are found, lest they get wiped out. What, what terminology was used to describe the two daughters? That are found. The daughters were called found. Why are the daughters called, called found? Says the Medrash, David Isaacan Msois, Amar of Tuvia Bar Yitzchak, Shtemitsiais, two findings. Rus Hamoyavia, Rus the Moabite, Vinamoha Amoinis, and Nama from Amoin. The two findings are a reference to Rus and Nama. Amar Rab Yitzchak, Matsasi David Avdi. Rab Yitzchak says, I found my servant David. Weird. HaKadosh Baruch Hu until him says, I found David. Where was David found? Says the Medrash, Heichan Matzasi Yosei, where did I find him? B'Sodayim, I found him in the city of Sodayim. <coughs> I found him in 
the city of Sidaim. Where was David found in Sidaim? In the two daughters of light. That's why it says, Hanim So there was an awareness. Light understood who's going to come from him. And because he understood that, he delayed. He didn't feel that it's such a pressure for him to book out of Sidaim. After all, nothing's going to happen until, uh, they, until he leaves the city of Sidaim. So comes the Nachlas Yaakov, the Nesiva Samishmat. And he references Rashi and Parshas Koirach, that Rashi wants to know Koirach was a big pikeach. What did he see to uh, perform the shtus? Why did Koirach, uh, why did Koirach argue on Moshe Rabbeinu? What, what ennobled him? What emboldened him to fight against Moshe Rabbeinu? And Rashi says he saw the shalsheles that was going to come out of him. So what do we see from here? That if somebody knows that tzaddikim are going to come out of them, that's a very strong support system. That's a very strong backing. You can't mess with somebody who has knowledge, foreknowledge, that tzaddikim are going to come out of him. After all, remember when Moshe Rabbeinu hit the Mitzri? What does the Pasuk say? Vayifen He looked both ways, where Ashi says to make sure nobody would come out of the Mitzri. Even though this Mitzri was hitting another Jew and he was Chayiv Misa, but if a Tzaddik's going to come out of you, watch out for such a guy. You can't start up with such a person. So if you know a Tzaddik's going to come out of you, like we see from the Mitzri, like we see from Kairach, that really gives somebody extra energy and extra force. And therefore, Light also saw. Shalshelas, that was going to come out of him. And therefore he said, Why do I need to leave the city of Sodom? There's no way God could do anything until I leave. So the whole destruction depends on me. I'm going to save a few dollars before I get out of here. Oh, now we know the deeper meaning of Rashi. But we're going to come to it in one moment. Says the Hafla, Pashibshat. Why was Lloyd's wife looking behind him? I should say she looked behind her. Ready for this? Look at number 18. The Gemara says in Masech, the Tainus of that Namoira, who was in a dilapidated building, and it was in danger of, of falling down, so he told everyone, clear out, and clear out all the money, and clear out all the valuables, and he was the last one to clear out, because he said, look, it's not going to fall down until I leave. So he wanted to be the last one in, uh, last one out, so that everyone else could be saved. Yeah? The same thing with light. Why were they saved from Sodom? In the merit of Abraham. So the merit of Abraham. Lloyd had the merit of Abraham. So therefore, you know what Lloyd said? You guys go first, and I'll go last. Right? In other words, Lloyd understood that they're being saved because of him. So long as he's in the city, there's nothing that Rebbe Hashem could do. So Lloyd said, Aishas Lloyd, you go first. The daughter of Lebas Lloyd, you go next. And I'll be last in this way, and nothing will happen to you guys until I leave. Now, only Lloyd therefore had to be told, don't turn around, because he's the last one on the line. Everyone else, if they would turn around, they wouldn't see anything, because they would be blocked by Lloyd or by the people in back of them. Light's the last guy in the line, so he's the only one who needs to be told, don't turn around. So the Aishas Light, as a Yenta, if she wants to Yenta what's going on, she's not going to be able to just turn around. She's going to have to turn around 
behind him since he's the last one in the line. And otherwise, this answers all the questions. You know why she wasn't commanded? She didn't need to be, because Lloyd's behind her. That's why it says she tackle look behind him, because if she didn't look behind him, she wouldn't see anything. That's the Pashup Shat. However, says the Panam Yafais, there's a deeper Pshat. And the Nasivais says an even deeper Pshat. And then ultimately the Panam Yafais agrees to the Nasivais Pshat, and that's as follows. In whose merit was light saved? In the merit of Avram. What do you mean in the merit of Avram? Why couldn't he be saved in his own merit? Didn't he have two doves that would come out of him, namely Ros and Naama? So why couldn't he be saved in his own merit? Why did he need to be saved in the merit of Avraham? He had his own merit. By the way, why weren't the daughters commanded not to turn around? So says the Hafla, you know why the daughters were not commanded not to turn around? Because the daughters were allowed to turn around. You know why the daughters were allowed to turn around? Because they had their own merit. What was their own merit? Rus and Nama. So why was Lloyd told not to turn around? Because the Malachim were telling Lloyd, Lloyd, you think you have your own merit? What's your own merit? Rus and Nama, they already came out of you. They're already, their Kedusha is in your daughters. So they're not in you anymore. So you light, you can't turn around. You know why? Because you don't have your own merit. What do you mean? Rus and Nama, they don't come from light. They come from uh, these two daughters. I, the two daughters, lived with Light. They could have lived with anybody. And Rosa Nama would have come out. So Light didn't have his own merit. He only had the merit of Abraham. So he couldn't turn around. But the daughters had their own merit. So the daughters were never told not to turn around because they were allowed to turn around. Now, that's why says the Hafla, the Malachim didn't have to tell Light's daughters because when you're saved in your own merit, you're allowed to look at the downfall of your enemy. David HaMelech says like this, Hashem li ba'oizroi v'ani God is with me, with my helpers, and I could face my enemies. God is with me, with my helpers, and I could face my enemies. When God helps me because of me, then I'm allowed to face my enemies. If God helps me because of someone else, then I can face my enemies. But now we come to the amazing shot of the night, or at least for this part of the night. Says the Nachlas Yaakov, and says the Hafla, why do you think they were told not to turn around? All of a sudden you're going to turn around and watch somebody, and you're going to turn into salt? Very often we find the expression after you refers to your children. Al Tabir Acharov! Light! Don't think that you're going to be saved because of your children. And therefore you're going to hang around here forever because David Amel is going to come out of you. That's what it means, Al Tabir Acharov. Al Tabir Acharov doesn't mean don't turn around. Al Tabir Acharov is don't look into your future. Don't look who's coming behind you. Don't look at Rus and Nama and David who's coming after you. No, you have to worry about yourself. And you yourself don't have any merit. It's only in the merit of Abraham. 
Al-Tabir Acharov is don't look at your descendants. Don't look to what happened to Avraham Avinu and because of that say, oh, I could hang around her, I could dilly-dally. Now, Marvar Aboisai says the Nesivois, says the Hafla, why was Lloyd told not to turn around and the daughters not told not to turn around? Because the daughters were allowed to turn around. Because <laughs> they taka had great descendants that were going to come from them. But there was no guarantee that anything was going to come from Lloyd. Why was Lloyd's wife not told not to turn around? Because there's no Havamina, she would turn around, because nothing was coming out of her. Meaning, Al-Tabit Acharov means, don't look to see who your descendants are. So that was not told to Lloyd's daughters, because Lloyd's daughters had great descendants. Lloyd was told, don't turn around, because these great descendants already came out of you, and they have nothing to do with you anymore. You already emitted them, that's not going to save you. And Lloyd's wife was not commanded not to turn around because nothing was going to come from her. However, says the Hafla, Lloyd's wife was sort of a smart lady. She turned and looked behind him. And she saw out of him was going to come David HaMelech. So she figures, how in the world is it going to come out of him? Who's he going to live with? Because they thought everybody was killed. He's going to live with his daughters? You can't live with your daughters. He, she looked behind him and she saw David and therefore she figured it's going to come from her. And that's why she figured she's Zoycha to be saved. But the truth is it wasn't going to come from her. It was going to come from her daughters. And that's why she suffered the fate of Sodom. So this is a, a little bit of a, a deeper insight into why light dilly-dallied. Why Lloyd was commanded, don't look behind him, because there was a valid reason he might look behind him, because Taka, good people would come from him. But since he wasn't really responsible, because it was really coming from the daughters, and that's why the daughters were not commanded, and that's why his wife wasn't commanded, because she had nothing to do with it. Basically, the only ones commanded, don't look to see who's going to come from you, are the ones who Taka David came from, but David didn't have to come from them. Now, watch this. Parshas Lachacha. Avraham says to Light. Number 19. Avraham Avraham said to Light, Let there not be a quarrel between me and you. Uvein Royai and between my shepherds, Uvein Royacha and your shepherds. Because we're brothers. Avram said to Lloyd, Let there not be a fight between me and you, between my shepherds and your shepherds. If I were to ask you, ready for the next poll? I'll not to hear. What does the word not mean? Please. Please, like, Ano Hashem, Hashiana. Please, Hashem, save. How does Targum usually translate the word na? Bivau, I request. Na doesn't always mean please. You know where na doesn't mean please? Ano Hashem, Hashiana. Please, Hashem, save now. Na could sometimes mean now. 
Now Targum would translate, Chian. Would you say that Avram is saying to Light, now let's not fight, or please let's not fight? Please. That's not how Targum translates it. Targum says, Avram said to Light, now don't fight. As if, let's fight in the future. But right now, let's not fight. Why would Targum translate the word na as chean and not bivau? Comes the holy Ben La Ashri, the tzaddik of Ranana. And he says an unbelievable pshan the Targum. You want to hear a tzaddik of Ranana? Have you ever heard one? He says, Avram Avinu foresaw Baruch HaKodesh. That who's going to come out of light? King David. And that's the whole reason why Avram was hanging around light. Otherwise, what's Avram Avinu hanging around light? What does he need light for? You know, Rashi brings that light looked like Avraham. You think that was only genetic? The reason why light looked like Avraham is, is because he had great Kedusha latent in him. Who's that? David. Avraham was a Melech. Light had Malchus in him. They resembled each other. Avraham knew that we have to rescue David. And until we rescue David, we need light. Once David is, emerges from light, not only do we not need light, light will be so far away from the Jewish people, there will be an Isser of marrying them. So Avraham Avinu says, one day we're going to fight with you, we're going to have such a big fight, we can't ever marry you, we can never intermarry. There's no one more distant from the Jewish people than Avraham What other nation is there you can't marry ever, ever? So Avram says, um, I'll not, now let's not fight. We're gonna, let's agree to fight in the future. In the future, we're going to have an irreparable rift. But right now, I'll not, now I'll... That's why Targum translates it as Cha'an, not Bevo. Because the day comes that there is an irreparable rift between Mayav, Light, and Kalisa. Now, Marv Rabbi watch this. Ready for this? This is Oyam Benayra. The Gemara M'sachim Dav Kuf says that Rabavira Darshan, sometimes he said the name of Rav and sometimes he said the name of Rabashi. There's a Pasuk in this week's parasha, the child grew up and he was weaned. This is a reference to the day will come, Hashem will make a suda for Tzadikim when he is Goymel Chesed to the descendants of Yitzchak. Now, Mar Rabbi said a, a, a big suda there's Berchas Hamazin, you know, during the week. Sometimes you have a piece of chicken, a potato, you don't wash, right? But on Shabbat, a big suda, chash suda, you wash. And a really chash suda, you can be mavarech ala kois, yeah? So at the suda, la'asid lavai, where all the tzaddikim are enjoying. Who is going to be mavarech Berchas Hamazin? Ramachabit, I don't know, Moshe Rabbein. Who's gonna, who's gonna get the keyboard of benching? So the Gemara says, who do they offer to first? Abraham. They say, Abraham, bench. And what does Abraham say? Can't do it. Yishmael is gonna come out of me. And they give it to Yitzchak. Yitzchak, you bench. Yitzchak, I can't have Esav. Say, Yaakov, you bench. Yaakov says, no, I married two sisters. I can't bench. Moshe, you bench. Moshe said, I can't bench. I never went to Eretz Yisrael. I wasn't even buried in Eretz Yisrael. Yeshua, you bench. No. They give it to David. You would think if the 
based on the, what the Avais or Moshe Rabbeinu deferred because of, David might have said, I can't because... No. David says, yeah. Good choice. Ani avarech. I'm going to bench. Vli nol avarech. And I'm the right guy. Shenemar kois Yeshua's esa uveshem Hashem ekra. David's going to bench, and not only that, he's going to say, what? Good choice. Why is David a good choice? Why didn't he say, I can't bench, you know, uh, I come from Moyav. <laughs> How about that? Why didn't he say, I can't? You know, I come from Lloyd and his two, uh, whatever. His two, we can't talk about it. I come from Yehuda and Tamar. We come from, you know, uh, Rus and Boyaz. No, David says, I'm going to bench. <laughs> David says, let's go. No, my machroinim. David doesn't say, I can't bench, I'm not a Kayin. No, I'm supposed to bench. Says the Hela Geshla. You know why David benches? Because the Gemara and Bracha says, Bala Bayis Boitseya, Vaireach Mavarich. The Bala Bayis says, Amaitzi, and the guest benches. Who is the biggest guest in the history of Kal Yisrael? Someone who comes from elsewhere and was brought in. Yeah? In other words, who's the biggest guest? Avram's not a guest. He started the Jewish people. Yitzchak's not a guest. Yaakov's not a guest. Moshe's not a guest. David's a guest. He comes from Moab. His mommy, his mother's from Moab. You know, let's say you have two people, you invite two people to your shear, to your house. You have one guy, I don't have anyone from Australia. Maybe they changed the clock. Out of the further, Philip, you're the furthest guy I have right now. What's going to be? I have two guys I invite. One guy lives in, um, what's that place down the peninsula? Daniel, where do you live again? West Hempstead, yeah? I have two guys I invite for Shabbos. A guy from West Hempstead and a guy from San Diego. Daniel, I love you. I'm going to give you the guy from San Diego to bench because he's a bigger guest. I mean, you I see on Wednesday night usually. Almost always. Not usually. Every single time. Right? So he's a guest. David's a guest. Why is David a guest? He comes from further away. Now let's explain that a little bit deeper. The concept that David HaMelech is a guest to Klal Yisrael. Mavra Boisai, as we've mentioned, now we can understand, says Ramosha Shapiro, why it is so critical for the Torah to give us in such great detail every, every, every small prat and mayunusha about the salvation of light. We're not saving light for light. It's not that we love light for light. We love light for meyacharav. We say to light, al tabe meyacharav. But when we're learning the parsha, you don't turn around. But we're learning, we're turning around. We're looking at who's coming from him. <laughs> you don't turn around light, but we're looking in your rear view mirror. We're looking exactly who's coming out of you. And that's what we need to know every detail from the beginning of the parsha. Raphael, who goes to heal Avraham, he's going to go rescue light. And they wash their feet and they stay inside. And they surround the city and a miracle happens and everyone becomes blind because we need to rescue David HaMelech. But the question is, Rabbi Isai, why would David... Here, David HaMelech is the progenitor of Mashiach. And the reason why David is the Mavarech Lava is because he's the ultimate guest. But why does Mashiach have to be a guest? You know, Hagufa Kasha. So you're saying, come on, that's, that, that's sheer as old as the hills, Right? How many times did we speak about the, the concept that David HaMelech's lineage has to be clouded and shrouded in mystery because we have to give shaykhad to the satan, we have to 
masquerade what's taking place so that the, the satan does not interfere. But we're going to offer another mahalach and another approach. Why is it so critical for David HaMelech to be created in this uh, manner which seems to be shrouded in inappropriate behavior? And certainly, why is it so critical that David is a guest? Let's take a look in the, in the Maral in number 26. It says the Maral in the Netzach Yisrael. It says the Maral, with this we can understand why Mashiach has to come from another nation as opposed to, you know, Kaihanim, they're indigenous. Levim, they're indigenous. Every, everybody else is a, full, a thoroughbred, full, you know, pure pedigree. But no, not Mashiach. Mashiach has to come from elsewhere. Why? So the Maral says something amazing. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to create a new Havaya, a new creation, a new entity, He can't make it grow from the original tree. He needs to graft it on from a different shoot onto the tree of Klal Yisrael. Therefore, if God is going to bring a new entity from the pre-existing Natiya, from the pre-existing entity, it's not new. In other words, God's going to, the Jewish people are likened to a tree. So if God's going to bring Mashiach from one of the branches, that's not something new. Same old. Mashiach is what is called Havaya Chadosh, a completely new creation, a new entity. For it to be a new entity, it's not, does not suffice for it to grow off the main shoot of the tree. It has to be grafted on from elsewhere. Like it says in Yevama Samach, Gimel and Aleph, V'nivrechu b'cha, kom adama, that Kaddish Baruch Hu says to Abraham, I need to graft two graftings onto you, Rus and Nama. And the concept is, that even though there were many, many Gerim, now you'll ask, wait a second, if God wants to bring Mashiach, why don't you bring Mashiach from Edom, from Japan, from North Korea, bring Mashiach, why can't Mashiach be North Korean, or Somalian, or Indian, or, I don't know. Why does Mashiach have to be a Moabite? The answer is yes, we've had many noble and admirable Gerim in our history. But if we want Mashiach to be a real new fruit, then the more distant place he comes from, the more Chadash he will be. Right? If you have a guest at your table, Oh, I brought in a guest from out of town. Really? From where? From the other side of Peninsula. Oh wow, you're really very broad-minded. Right, like uh, when you live in Brooklyn, you bring in your out-of-town friend from Borough Park, right? So, but how out-of-town is that? So if he's from Nebraska, great. And if he's from Wyoming, even better. And if he's from New Zealand, then you have, so you have a real guest. So for the Bansham to create something really new, then the further it is from Klal Yisrael, the more of a Havaya Chadosha it will be. Who is the most rachaik from Klal Yisrael? Mayav. It's the only nation you can ever marry. And therefore, since Mashiach is Havaya Chadosha, it's only fitting that it comes from the furthest place so that it could be as new as it possibly can. And I think this gives us great insight into the concept that the reason why when Mashiach comes, David will bench is because he's a guest. What does that mean, he's the guest? 
who is more of a guest to Klal Yisrael than he who comes from the furthest place and grafts himself on, namely David HaMelech. And that is why David is called a metziah, a finding, a language of yatsa, to come out, to come out of darkness, come out of something new. Where is the first time Mashiach is alluded to in the Chumash? Vayoymer like him, yihi ar. Right? Mashiach is light. Light means darkness. Stealthily, dark, in the cave, shrouded in mystery. David comes from the dark place. Why? Because the further you come away from the light, the more new the light is, the more of a Havaya Chadosha Mashiach will be. So Marvrabaisai, here they are, they're lost in the city of Sudaim. But Lloyd is, so to speak, trying to even take advantage of this Shalshelas Hagdoila that was going to come from him. That's why he delayed. That's why he turned behind him. Excuse me, in other words, he was told don't turn behind him. She looked behind him, but she didn't need to look behind her because nothing was coming out of her. And that's why Lloyd, who was Vayismama, and they said, no, 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 bad decision. Don't turn around. Because uh, the Rebbe Shalom does not want you to take advantage. Because the truth is, according to what we're saying, the David didn't have to come from light. He happened to, in fact, come from him. But David HaMelech is going to be the one who is Mavarech al Hakois, Because David HaMelech is the Oireach. And this is heightened and deepened with the idea that Mashiach has to come from the most rachaic place from Klal in order to be the greatest possible Davar Chadash. So Eli's just asking that, what's the connection? Why did the wine grow Me'enoilam Haba? So we could say that since the purpose of this encounter of Lloyd and his daughters was to bring Davar HaMelech and the Yemois Oilam Haba, so so to speak, choreographed the the ultimate and future event that they were hoping to produce in the future, right now, because this is what they were trying to accomplish. Okay, Rabbi Isai, have a great night. Thank you for joining. Shkayach.